Hi, um, my name's Abby, and I'm Nantico Klenape. I live down um, in the Delmarva Peninsula area, um, where I've grown up most of my life, and uh, I'm two-spirit, and I'm also a lesbian. Um, during the pandemic, it's been, I think, uniquely a little bit difficult for my family because both of my parents work at our local hospital. My father does environmental solutions, and my mother is a uh, COVID nurse, and um, we've had some interesting conversations, and e even though, like, everything has been really, really horrible, and they've had to, we've all had to see some really hard things, but especially my mother, um, we've been able to have really good conversations about how we view each other and the world around us, and I think in a weird way, it's kind of broken things down for them to a very very simple are you a good person are you not a good person like it doesn't really matter what people see me as or what I identify as it matters more that you're being a good human and you are doing what you can to help others um and there's also the part of um and I'm not sure if anybody else like really identifies with this but like the feeling of like being ostracized and like knowing that people are looking at you and they can't quite figure out what you are um getting the oh so like what are you question all the time um and knowing that they're not only asking like what ethnicity I am because they can't they either think I'm Hispanic or Asian um which <laughs> both of those aren't correct um or they can't figure out quite if I'm a boy or a girl typically I'm very feminine presenting but um, you know the look and uh, that people give you uh, when you're out in public and um, sadly like my parents have had to deal with that if they're out in public like right after work they go to the store or even to like the bank or something you know god forbid they still have their hospital badge on them um, my mother one day had to go out somewhere and she was wearing a completely clean set of scrubs she hadn't even been in the unit yet that day she was headed to work um but somebody wouldn't serve her because she was considered dirty and um I think it's it's kind of helped us even though it's horrible but they understand more of where other people are coming from having people look at you twice it's even helped them more with like the black lives matter movement because they didn't understand it before but now that things have been broken down to the most basic level of, um, like, what makes a person a good person, you know, they, they realize now that those things don't really matter. Um, so in a weird way, some good things have come out of it, but altogether it's just been, it's been really hard, and it's been really, really hard on everybody. I think this is a unique time in history that, um, nobody really has it easy and everybody is all of a sudden like you have to be there for your fellow humans because nobody else will be and um I know my parents my mother especially watching people and having to um tell families that they can't see their loved one before they pass um it's been it's been traumatic but it's also opened eyes 
to to what things really matter and don't and I may sound repetitive but um yeah those are my thoughts on it um thank you for the project uh it was nice to get it out in the open and I hope you're having a good day Hello, living in this queer body. Um, I am sending you all love and kitten paws from the base of Mount Tom in Hampshire County in Western Massachusetts. Yesterday, I went for a run in my aging queer body with my knees that feel so very tight. Um, And I ran right into a bear, which is terrifying and also like such a total delight. Um, I mean, the bear was 10 feet from me, but... um, I felt like I kind of made a new friend maybe for a minute just in that way that making eye contact with people feels important and so with this bear person friend more than human animal I I don't know I was glad to see someone um I don't know what to tell you about living in this queer body. Um, It's strange. It is strange these times of like both isolation and connectivity, by which I mean having conversations that are much more, um, they feel much more embodied, I think. And I don't know if that's just me, like having to slow the fuck down and sit in my body live inside this body which I jokingly kind of always say that I don't have a body I just have a head because I'm an academic and I do performance studies and I don't really know what to say about um you know acting because I I feel uh humbled by it um and other kind of like embodied work um so I joke that I'm just ahead because I'm actually just really jealous that people can like be so embodied and bold um but I think this time has both given me the opportunity to totally detach and go numb and like turn into a kind of floating balloon going all the way up to E.T. And has given me an opportunity to, like, sit sit with my shit. Um, to feel deep grief. Um, a grief around... I mean, I don't know where to start, right? My, a grief around all of the death that is happening. A grief around all of the death that has happened over the past centuries, right? Of all the anti-blackness, the settler colonialism, the kind of white supremacy, a grief for my participation in it, 
a grief for centuries of my ancestors' partic- probable participation in it. Um, and I think there's something about feeling that grief quietly, um, for the most part, that I hope, starting from a somatic place, can open up to like a way for me to think through these things and embody these these things that I want to embody these things that my heart tells me it wants to embody um differently I guess this thing that I'm thinking about after running into the bear last night is what if I'm not the protagonist of the story what does it mean to both be embodied to like pay attention to the somatic reality of my body but also not need to be the protagonist of the story um obviously i'm speaking to like many different things right now both thinking about like an ecosystem in which humans have made themselves the protagonists of the story at the expense of all else and then also a kind of white supremacist settler colonial state and subjectivity which has made itself into the protagonist right um at the kind of exclusion of all um indigenous black non-white bodies and subjectivities um so i guess like the question is as white queers how do we both live in these queer bodies and kind of um use that somatic knowledge to continue this work of you know, being comrades, right, of dismantling the state um, and all its attendant logics and and kind of white settler colonial kind of practices of common sense, which make us into the protagonists of the story.